Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence in our lives. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for a night like this. Even as we've gathered here tonight, Lord, furnish us spiritually with what we need. Furnish our souls, our minds, our hearts with that which you have prepared for us. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Please do have your seats. How many of you love the rains? How many of you love the you, you love the rains? You don't love the rains. The rains, yes. How many of you love the rains? <laughs> right now is some way. Of favor, you come and sing. We can have a sing a long night because I can't even hear myself. You can hear me? Okay. Since you can hear, that's what matters. All right. Seven supernatural powers of a father. Seven supernatural powers. Of a father. Seven supernatural powers of a father. Amen. You may not like the topic. But it is important that you know that 
Your father has supernatural powers. Even if he is a drunkard, God has given your father supernatural powers. <laughs> Even if he is still smoking bangi, <laughs> he has given your father supernatural powers. Amen. So we want to look at these seven supernatural powers of a father. Straight away, number one, the father's supernatural power to be a stepping stone. The father's supernatural power to be a stepping stone. Luke chapter 2 verse 34 And Simeon blessed them And said unto Mary his mother Behold this child is set Look at it For the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. The emphasis in this scripture is for you to see that somebody can be set for the fall and somebody can be set for the rising. These two things. Someone can be set for the falling. And then somebody is set for the rising of many. Now, I want you to write this down. And I want you to put asterisks by this statement. Do you know asterisks? By this statement. A father by his existence, a father by his very existence, causes his children to go higher. <laughs> a father by his very existence causes his children to go higher. Notice that the statement doesn't say a father by taking his children to school causes them to go higher. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say a father with the capacity to buy tickets for holidays for his children causes them to go higher. I want to explain the statement. The mere fact that he exists. I'm going to say it again. The mere fact that he exists causes his children to go higher. Now, I want you to look at your life. Those of us without fathers. 
Yes. And I'm not apologizing. I also don't have. <laughs> yes. I'm not talking about um, what you're thinking. Yes. There is a difference in the life of somebody who has a present father and somebody who does not have a present father. It will interest you to know that a father is always the beginning of all things. Your very existence is not possible without a father, no matter how old you are. Do you understand? Your mother is not your beginning. Yes, I, I don't know if you know that you were transported. You were, tr- no, you were transplanted. Did, did you get it? Yeah, your existence is not traced from your mother. Your existence is traced from a father. So before you existed, you existed with your father. You were in the loins of your father. So one good thing about fathers is they give beginning and existence. Do you understand? They give what? Beginning and they give existence. Now, your biological father may not be alive. He may not be alive. But in this church, we have taught you that there are different kinds of fathers. Alright? So, to enrich the teaching, because some of us Our fathers have been taken away from us. Do you understand? But God in his wisdom gave us fathers to be in our lives. And we don't even recognize the existence of such fathers. So, some people, instead of receiving a father as a father... They receive a father as a teacher. There's a difference. There's a difference. You can receive a father as a teacher. Not as a father. And the role of a father will not be accomplished in your life. So, just quickly, there are um, these different types of fathers... So you are left without a doubt that there is a father in your life. It's you who is not receiving a father. Yes. Uh, the thing about fathers is very tricky. You know, it's very tricky. Some people even have biological fathers they have not received. I, I don't know how to put it. Like they have not accepted them as fathers. Not to talk of this by the side fathers. The person has a biological one but doesn't acknowledge him at all. You get the point now? Yeah, so as for these other ones you know that God was trying to say, okay, in case your father dies, I'll send this other father and I'll send this other father is what I need you to know. So you are left without any doubt. So the number one father is your heavenly father. All right. 
Luke 11 to when he pray, say our father which art in heaven. So number one, our heavenly, your heavenly father. Number two, your father in Christ. Uh-huh. Your father in Christ. This is the father who brought you to the Lord. You get it? Yeah, he brought you to the Lord. Or uh, this is the instrument through whom you got saved. Or you came to be with the Lord. That's your father in Christ. Number three, your spiritual father. Your spiritual father. And your spiritual father is the person who trains you in spiritual things. He trains you in spiritual things. That is your spiritual father. He teaches you how to pray. He teaches you how to read your Bible. He teaches you how to fast. He teaches you how to do evangelism. You get a point. He he trains you in spiritual things. He doesn't train you in how to have sex. Do you understand? His training is spiritual. Why are you not saying amen? Yeah, he doesn't let let's not confuse the two. Yes. Let's not confuse it. He doesn't train you on sex styles. Do you understand? He trains you in spiritual things. That is your spiritual father. Then number four, your father in the ministry. Yeah. I am the ex-father of some people. I am the ex-father in the ministry of some people. Your father in the ministry is the person who births you into Christ and in the ministry, all right? The work of the ministry, he births you into, we know your delight. Your delight was speaking boys. And then the father says, no, you can do a center instead of doing boys. Do you understand? So you started, a father says, instead of having sex with three boys in one day, you can rather preach to three boys in one day. So you started now the work of the ministry. You get a point now. The work of the ministry, the person who brings you to the point of doing the work of the ministry is your father in the ministry. Are you here? Or you've gone home? You've gone home. Number five, your biological father. Your biological father. That is the father from whose seed you were born. Yeah. He carried you as a seed. Amen. Number six, your substitute father. Your substitute father. Because sometimes your biological father is simply just not there. Um, either death takes them away. My father was taken away by death. Um, either 
they are alive, but they've abandoned you. <laughs> and some of you, after meeting you and knowing you, I can understand why you were abandoned. <laughs> just look straight. <laughs> just, just look straight. Yeah. After meeting you and getting to know you, I can understand why you were abandoned. Some people, their father is in this same city. They are also living in this same city. But they see each other once a year. December. Once a year. <laughs> but I can understand a poor man. Who can handle you? I mean, who can handle you? You get the point now. So, there are biological fathers that exist, but they've abandoned their children. They are also there. You get the point now. Yeah, I'm explaining how come the substitute fathers come into play. Or uh, maybe your father has divorced your mother. You get it? Yeah. So, because of divorce, your father is living in the south, your mother is living in the north. You get a point now. So, um, your father is really not there. Uh-huh. So, in the place of such a father, God puts someone in your life and he's like a father to you. That is your substitute father. Amen? Yeah. At the end of this teaching, you will see how that without your own hands, some of you have ruined what could have become your stepping stone to a better life. Yes, fathers are important. I didn't hear you, you say amen. Number seven, your father-in-law. Your father-in-law. In, Genesis, in Exodus 3, 1, you see that Moses had a father-in-law. Your father-in-law, that is also another important father. Amen? That is your wife's father or your husband's father. Your father-in-law. Alright? Don't go and have sex with your father-in-law. Let him remain your father-in-law. Do you understand? Eric, I don't understand why you're looking at me like... You think what I'm saying is out of the textbook. You don't know. <laughs> don't go and have sex with your mother-in-law. Let her remain your mother-in-law. Yes. One woman took over her daughter's marriage. Yeah, you think I'm saying wild things. Yeah, she took over the, her own daughter's marriage and... The, the daughter came and found her in bed with her husband. So I've taken charge now. <laughs> and then there are some father-in-laws that also take charge. Careful. <laughs> Number eight. The father of a church. The father of a church. The father of a church is the founder of a church. So your founding pastor is also a father. Do you understand? 
I am the founding father of this church. Even though it is a church of five members, I have founded five member church. Do you understand? Try and form one and you see that it's not easy. You get a point now. So the father of a church is the founder of a church. Number nine, the father of a movement. The father of a movement. Abraham was the father of a movement called the faith movement. Galatians 3, 7. Know it, therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Galatians 3, 7. So, Abraham is the father of the faith movement. Do you understand? So, every person who is of faith is a child of Abraham. That makes, if we are of faith, and therefore the children are of Abraham, then it makes Abraham the father of what we are of, which is faith. Do, do you understand? Yeah. Never has it been heard before that God came to a man out of the blue and told the man, Genesis 12, 1 and 2, Get thee out of your country, out of your father's house, and to go to a land, and, I'll and the man did it. That's the beginning of his faith movement. And then the faith deepened when God told him, I will make you a father of many nations. At a time when Abraham could not function as a man, and neither could Sarah function as a woman. And God said, I will give you a son. And then the Bible says, Abraham, against hope, believed that what God said he will do, he will do it. And he did not stagger at the promises of God. So, Abraham is the father of faith because with him we see how a man can walk with an invisible God and know that he is able to do what he said he will do. And truly, um, Genesis, is it 21 or 22? 20, 20, 21 or 22. And the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. So finally, the promise in which Abraham hoped came to pass when the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. And Sarah said, who would have thought that I, somebody like me, would have had a son? So that is... Um, Abraham's demonstration of faith and we if we are of the faith are the children of Abraham. Amen. That's a good place to say a good amen. Because we saw, we see his journey with God is that of faith. Yes. A man has no bullets in his gun. God says I'm going to give you a son. He says yes sir. Uh, he's not like you. You, you only believe when you see evidence. No. Abraham says, it's not working. Sarah stopped, stopped that thing. Kitambo. But if you said it, that's it. Yeah, that kind of faith. So we who are the children of faith, we are the children of Abraham. Because he showed us how to walk with God in faith. Get, if you are in your house, 
and you heard a voice, get up, go outside, stand there, look to the north, stand looking to the north for one hour. You say, what kind of madness is this? Uh, yeah, yeah, what kind of madness is this? Yeah, and anybody seeing you do whatever you're doing, and they ask you, so I just heard God told me to come and stand here. Yeah, he told me. And today, rarely do Christians walk in faith. Rarely do Christians walk in faith. Yeah, I don't have time. I didn't prepare to show you this. But if you go to the book of Ezekiel, and you see the things, the prophetic directions God gave to the prophet Ezekiel. Do you understand? At one time, the direction was for the prophet Ezekiel to lie on one side of his body for many months to demonstrate the siege that will come against Israel. So to demonstrate it, the guy has to lie on his side for months. So anybody, Ezekiel, what is happening? So I'm showing you guys what God, what is about to happen. Yeah. So the guy had to lie. Do you see? Um, is, that's Ezekiel 4, 4, right? Yeah. According to the normal, thou shalt bear their iniquity. Verse 5, let me see. For I have laid upon thee the, the, the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days. 390 days. Do you understand? One year plus 20 something months or so. So shall thou bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. And how does he demonstrate it? Lying on one side. Have you watched my 700 pounds weight? Have you watched my 700 pounds weight? Stop acting like you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. My 700 pounds weight. People who weigh 700 pounds. 700 pounds is like weighing 350 kilograms. Right? At that point, mobility is impossible. Yes, they, they are no more mobile. My 700 pounds weight, I think. Yeah, it's called. So, lying on one side also has its own difficulties. But the prophet was to lie on one side for one year. Do you understand? One year, one month. January to December, when you come to church, I'm lying in the same space. We have entered the new year. I'm still lying. I'm so that day is bad though. Imagine you have to really foretell and to portray this way what we call prophetic direction. And this is also what it means when the Bible says God has made you a sign. So at a point, let me tell you something about prophets. At a point, prophets really don't talk. They act out what God wants to do. Do you, do you understand? Yes. That's when God has made you now a sign. So you are just there and he does his hand like this. And he stays. It also means something. 
and he stays for 30 minutes. The 30 minutes means something. He stayed for two hours. It also means he's made you a sign. And Ezekiel was made a sign unto Israel. Are you hearing me? When I came to this place, is when I realized people don't take science seriously. Uh, if you tell somebody, go and do this, go and do this, and do it exactly like this. They'll go and do it anyhow. And I post, I did it, but I didn't get any results. Meanwhile, what they did is the opposite of what you told them. A sign. A sign. is a sign. And when it comes to the prophetic, even if you do the thing 90%, do you understand? 90%. Like, 90% in the world you are past. This guy has to lie there for 390 days. Yes. Yes. Verse, verse 6. And when thou hast accomplished them. What is the them? The 390 days. Lie again on the right side. This is not outside the Bible. This is in the Bible. You have done the left side. 390 days. Now lie on thy right side. And thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah. 40 days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. So each day he lies was like a year. So a day was like a year. So one day of his lying is one year. And to demonstrate 40 years to the house of Judah. So I've just finished 390 days. You turn to your right and lie down for 40 days. Yes, one month, nine days. Depends on which month. So if it's February... Give or take plus, uh, mine plus two or so. You get a point now. You lie for 40 days. This is how they walked with God in their day. You have to believe that it is truly God that is telling me this thing to lie here. And it gets worse. Especially with, with um, the prophet Ezekiel, it gets worse. One time God told him how to eat the food, uh, the portion of food to eat, the measure of the portion of food, and then also to cook the food with feces, human feces, and again, a sign. I think I've, I've just um, digressed from the original teaching. Let me go back to where you are more comfortable before I go into signs and and things. Do you understand? Yeah. Put it in the NLT. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dried human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Use human dried feces. Cook the bread. 
and eat it and eat it nicely. It is as, as you will eat barley cakes. Do you understand? Yeah. Verse 13, look at that. Then the Lord said, this is how Israel will eat defiled bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. So he's eating of cake that has, they've used dried human feces to bake was also a sign. What I'm saying is that there are things God says you do that don't make sense. Yes. And only those who are truly of faith will know that this has got to be God. <laughs> it has got to be God. And many other signs that um, Ezekiel was. All right. So when it comes to faith, Abraham demonstrated that faith. And we saw Abraham being the first person walking with God in faith. All right? Good. How many have I given you? All right. The last one, your father in sin. Your father in sin. Your father in sin is the one who introduces you to the life of sin. The one who introduces you to the life of sin. Not the one who joined you when you are, you are already introduced. They understand? Yeah. The one that taught you to have sex. Some of you are remembering your fathers in sin. Some have died dead. You have heard that some have died. Your father in sin introducing you. You were not a thief. This man said, the way I see your hand, you can steal. Let me teach you how to. Yes, that's your father in sin. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah. So the person brings a new thing to your life, which you didn't have before. And it's a sin. Who gave you the first cigarette uh, stick? That's your father in sin. You understand? Who gave you the first beer bottle? That's your father in sin. Who gave you the first whatever of vodka? What do they call it? The first what? Tot of vodka. That's your father in sin. <laughs> Who gave you the first bottle of Guinness? That's your father in sin. Do you understand? Who made you smoke shisha for the first time? Your father in sin. Yes. Who made you drink Hennessy for the first time? Your father in sin. Careful. So, some of you, you don't need fathers. You are the fathers. <laughs> As if the, the fathers are outside the church and the fathers are the ones I'm talking to. <laughs> It's as though the fathers are outside the church. But the fathers are here. <laughs> the fathers are seated in front of me. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Let me, let me frighten you. Yes, let me frighten you scripturally. Let me frighten you. <laughs> you the father seated here. Listen. 
all the children you led astray. Uh, all your ch- because some of you have left your children in the life you took them into and you are seated in church Sunday after Sunday. Huh? Now you are washed, a father is washed by the blood and you are seated here. Do you get it? Now let me tell you how bad it is for you. Yes. If you have led anybody astray or caused them to be falling, the Bible says, woe unto you. Yes. I'm not like coming up with my own. So, even though you are blood washed by the blood of Jesus, you have caused somebody, you were once an instrument of the devil to put, listen, the guy you gave that stick to, the cigarette stick, he's still smoking up to now. He hasn't stopped. How did he get to start drinking? His father is here. (laughs) Do you understand? The father is here. And since then, he can't stop. Do you understand? So, believe it that some of you, like the thing that Eve did, eh? what Eve did, God gave Eve or women now a way to redeem themselves. So Paul says that she shall be saved through childbearing. Do you understand? So women have found another way to atone for their bad behavior in the garden of Eden. Do do you understand? So when people are, when you are saved, fathers that are saved, you, eh, you shouldn't relax. You need now more children to replace the evil ones that you created. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. (laughs) That's why a lot of people, like based on their experiences, they, they function in their life like the person was an addict, then he got out of addiction. You see that all through his life, he he's fighting to get more addicts out of that lifestyle. Like they make it a cause in their lives. Yes. You are the only father who, has, who is sitting here and you are forgotten your evil children that you have created. Do you understand? So, fathers, I'm talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) You've abandoned your children. You know me, I almost had a father in sin. I almost had a father in sin at a very young age. I'm talking a few years before I got saved. I would have had a father in sin. Uh, I didn't enjoy going to my mother's church much. I, I didn't fancy it. 
and I wasn't saved. I didn't fancy it. My mother was a social drinker. She drinks on occasions. They have parties. She will drink club beer. Ghana had one of the best beers in those days. Um, then they even had those ones that are uh, fetched from the tap. They call it bubra. You know, you see it yet from the keg. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they had all those ones. So if you're not drinking the beer, they're getting it from the keg, you know, all those. She was a social drinker. As often as they'll have occasion, she'll drink. And I didn't like it so much. I didn't, I actually hated it, I believe, you know. And then another thing is when she had guests, I was her errand boy to go and buy guineas, to go and buy beer. And for some reason, I just frowned at it because she will first of all put the bottle in a black paper bag and tell me to hide it. <laughs> Which itself meant that the thing is wrong. Do, do you understand? Yes. So you ha- I had to become a master at concealing the bottles. And it was too much work. I hated it. So once I get out of the room, I have frowned my face. And my mother hated it that she was sending me and I am frowning. So sometimes I'll bring the, the bottle of beer or guineas and receive some slaps on top. You know? Because I showed my displeasure. I, I don't like this. Yeah. I, I showed it outright. I, and I was, I, was, I was maybe 12, 13, 14, 12, 13, just a little while before my, uh, my um, experience with the Lord. Yeah, not that I was saved. I just hated it. He wouldn't send my brother. He wouldn't send my sister. I was in the middle. So every time go, you know. The only time I enjoyed going to buy her any drink was when she sends me to buy her uh, a drink in those days they call quinitonic. I don't know if you, you guys are, but it's tonic. That's not alcoholic. That one I hold a bottle. Everyone can see. You know, but I'm entering the pub and you have to, because I don't, I'm not drinking. So when I come out of the pub also, people know that the mother has sent. (laughs) Ah, did, Did we all have similar experiences? I'm suspecting some of you. Yeah. So I hated it. So I hated it. Then in the same compound we live in, there was a man who had a contract with DSTV. He used to go to the homes of rich, rich people and fix their satellites. And those days, satellite was a rare thing. And he knew how to fix it, get their TVs working. So, and here I was, I didn't like going to my mother's church. So you tell me, the Lord come. And I follow it Sunday morning. And he always went Sunday morning. So I used to follow him Sunday morning. It was the be- like, okay, before I got saved, those were the best days. I always looked forward to Sunday morning. He was much older. 
you know. So I'll go with him, and then we'll fix dishes, fix, 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 fix. Then around lunch time, he'll take me to one of the best spots in the town where there's grilled tilapia, you know, ugali, our version, meat, you know, banco, everything is there. Then he takes his um, club, his, his beer, and then by that time, one or two women have acceded. You know, women always go where there's food. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, by that time, they have come. Yeah, then when they come, he tells me to go to that side. You know, then I, I, I go eating. But then, with the, the, the benefit of hindsight, how long was I going to go on like that till I started desiring what he's having? Yeah. I mean, for how long was I going to go? So I almost, almost had a father in sin. You know? I mean, I'll eat tilapia the size of from here to about here. When I get to the house, I see the food my brother and sister eat. I'm like, uh, uh, let's eat. I said, no, 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 no. I'm I'm okay. Uh, Eat your poor food. (laughs) I don't touch their food that day. No, 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 no. You know, so I always look forward to Sundays, you know, until a while after that, God orchestrated for me to be saved. Then another savior came my way. Yeah. And then now he used to go without me because me, I've gone to church. Do you understand? So I almost, almost had a father of sin. And such a life is difficult to retrace from. Do you understand? Especially those lives that started at infancy. Is, that's why some of you are still struggling. Because whatever you're struggling with, you started it at 12 at 13 do you understand it's difficult to like retrace your steps from and I thank God that he rescued me in time Yeah, I would have just you know few maybe a year or something down the line my voice is broken and then I feel I'm a man he, he, he asked for a, a, a bottle of beer I said me too <laughs> you know and then after a little while, I start wondering, why is he the only one with the babes and I don't have any babes? You get the point now? Yeah, then you, you see that, Charlie, you have been put on a totally different path. You see, so your father in sin is the one who introduced you. Yes, and we have agreed that some of you here are fathers. You were not introduced. You are a pioneer. A pioneer of the sin. Careful. (laughs) All right. So, back to the seven supernatural powers of a father. I'm showing you that all these kinds of people are also fathers. I don't know if you see why I had to do that. Just in case you say, oh, uh, my father is in a village. Oh, my father died. Oh, my father. There is always a presence of a father in your life. And I'm saying to you that a father by his very existence, okay, 
is someone who causes you to go higher. Do you understand? Yeah, the same way that the scripture we read, you see that Jesus Christ was set for the fall and for the rising of many. A father is also somebody who is set and can be the cause of the rising of children. Now, what you need to understand is this. Watch this. A father does not have to speak a blessing in order for you to know that he is a father and that because he has spoken, it is a blessing. He doesn't have to even speak. The mere fact that he exists is a blessing. And that's what people don't get. Oh, he has not spoken over my life. He hasn't laid hands on me. He doesn't have to lay hands. He doesn't have to speak blessings. Do you understand? For you to be blessed, he simply has to exist in your life. That's all. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.